Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Magnetic Goddess Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Lee Westervelt. I have a fantastic guest. I know you guys say that I say that all the time, but it's actually true. Talia Joy is here with me. She is like a manifesting maven. She's a spiritual teacher on a mission to help activate driven seekers into their next level of magnetism and true soul alignment. She helps her clients to manifest from a soul aligned place, co-creative place, and teaches the healing, intuitive activation and manifestation hacks to make their dreams a reality. Oh, so juicy. Welcome to Leah to the show. You're listening to The Magnetic Goddess, a podcast for women who are ready to step into their power and live their best lives. I'm your host, Amy Lee Westervelt, and I'm here to guide and inspire you to take the journey back to your higher self. We'll talk about everything from personal development to career growth to relationships. We'll share tips, tools, and strategies that will help you become the most confident, successful, and magnetic version of yourself. We'll also talk to inspiring women who have already achieved their dreams and are living their best lives. We'll learn from their stories and discover what it takes to create a life that is truly fulfilling. I believe that every woman has the potential to be a magnetic goddess. She has the power to attract anything she wants in life, and she can create her birthright of abundance. I'm here to help you tap into that inner goddess and live your best life. I'm so excited to have you on this journey with me. Let's start living our best lives together as magnetic goddesses. Hello, hello, my love. Thank you so much for having me here. And I was listening to that going, whoa, who's that? That sounds, oh, that's me? Okay. (laughs) I know. Isn't it so good when you hear someone introduce you and you're like, and it's so cool. Let's start there because it's not very often that you get to acknowledge yourself and experience yourself from the object experience, right? Like that you get to be Mm -hmm. like, wow, like hearing yourself in the third person. It's so powerful. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's such a beautiful example of this co-creative relationship, like you were saying with the universe, because you get to recognize that you are just as much a part of the equation of creation as God's source, higher power, what have you, like you are a crucial piece of that design process. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I just think that was like a really beautiful, beautiful nugget. Um, Mm -hmm. So want to start I always like to ask because you know there's so many we have so many different experts on this show with so many different walks of life and so many different modalities and I always want to know like how did you get there how did you go from whatever it was that you decided you were going to be out of school to being a spiritual teacher to being like head over heels obsessed with manifestation mm-hmm. thank you um Well, I was a seeker straight out of the womb. (laughs) I feel like I came in pondering and I've been doing that ever since 40 years of pondering. Um, And I think my journey was one of, it was always um, about the self-growth, the self-development. You know, I've been an empath since I was born, highly sensitive. I know now in intuitive, I thought I was just weird. I thought I was too sensitive, all those good things that were told. Um, And so I've always had this one foot in the energies side. 
side since I was young. And, you know, as a lot of us come to self-development, it came through a a fuck ton of struggle, like really just not being born with self-love or not learning how to love myself. My body was the first thing that was that source of disconnection and separation. Um, I was bullied for my weight and right since I was about seven, perfect time for the inner child healing in the trauma years, um, bullied, you know, abandonment, a lot of different things that happened in my experience. My mom and my relationship was really difficult and I just didn't know who the fuck I was. I was insecure. I was always constantly just trying to be um, either not noticed or who do I need to be to fit in here? It was just, you know, um, really insecure experience. And so I created for myself, of course, not intentionally, um, an eating disorder when I was quite young. I got pretty big and turned to food to cope and um, gained probably about 50, 60 pounds and then hated myself for that and started down this path of diets and control and just scrambling to feel good, scrambling to feel enough. And so when I would get accolades of, oh, you've lost weight or, oh, you look good. It was that fueling of like, oh, okay, this is what I need to do to fit in. And so that, you know, was about a decade of my life eating disorder and then into drugs and alcohol to numb and cope. And there's just a lot of struggle. So I had my absolute rock bottom where my hair was falling out and I, I was so ill. I had caused myself a seizure from being malnourished and the chemicals going through my body. And it was this moment of like, it was truly my, I am meant for more. Like I had this whisper of like, Talia, this is not what you're meant for, I'll say. And I say that carefully because we learn no matter what we choose as a human, but I knew that I was here for something bigger. And so I went into eating disorder counseling. I kind of did what I thought I should do. It didn't really work. Um, And simultaneous to this, while I was about 14, I discovered Wayne Dyer. He's my first teacher, angel, mentor, still talk to him every day. Um, But I discovered him. And so I started reading his books and I found Louise Hay and I um, found Marianne Williamson like way back in the day. So I'm reading these books, but like doing Coke and not eating and hating myself. And it was this total, like my soul was trying to grow and call me and was growing and picking up on information, but my physical was so wounded. My human was so sad and and wounded and all of that. So through that and rock bottoms, I had this moment after trying to like weigh out a salad and count all these calories. And I was getting more anxious because I needed to have some food, but I was obsessed and it just caused me to completely just everything started to crash and match with this voice of like, you're meant for more. I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? I hate this, but I don't know how to get out of it. And when I, I fell to the floor and I just was sobbing and I heard this very gentle voice come in, which is the first time I clearly heard my Claire audience. And I heard love yourself and the rest will fall into place. And based on where I was in that moment, it was like, what? Like love myself. I was in an eating disorder. I was punishing, hating, you know, all of that. So that really started the like, wait a minute, maybe there's a different way to do this. And also what the fuck was that voice? (laughs) And now I know it was my spirit team. and, And it was this very clear guidance that I started to hear more of. So, you know, that 
led me to start to go to school for nutrition. And I had a goal. I wanted to help other women that were struggling with their body and getting out of diets. And I created my first business, which was called food Buddha. And it was all about helping people move out of diets and into intuitive eating. And so that kind of started me on the path of, okay, I've done this for myself. And I went on a deep healing journey and I got out of the control and all that. Now I want to help others. And then I kind of just realized I didn't want to give quinoa and smoothie recipes all the time. Health is still very (laughs) important to me, but I was like, oh, I don't want to talk about macronutrients anymore. It's about something bigger. So that continued to evolve. And we can talk about that if you want. But that's, it was like I fucking struggled. I realized there was more. I pulled myself out. And then I was like, I need to help others. Like that, there's no other option. Like I didn't even think about it. That was just what I was meant to do. It's so interesting. You say the thing about love yourself, you know. Um, people don't realize that loving the self is actually further on the spiritual actualization access spectrum than loving others. Like you would think it's the other way around. And it's like, you have to overcome loving yourself to learn how to, but it's actually the other way around. Like you're closer to enlightenment when you learn to love yourself. And it's interesting. I had such a similar situation where I was caught, you know, I had kind of a similar upbringing to you, but I was always seeking for the universe to prove to me that it loved me. Like, show me that the universe loves me. All these people would be like, oh, you're, you have such a hedge of protection around you and like, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, okay, whatever. Like universe, show me, if you really love me, show me, you love me. So one day, so one day, um, I decided to finally take a little stroll through the Akashic records. Um, and I was like, okay, what do you guys have for me? And they were like, love yourself. And I was like, what? Like, that's it. That's, that's the message. Like everything else will be figured out if you love yourself. And Mm -hmm. I remember, um, even, you know, my first ketamine experience, which did not go according to plan. My husband had a wonderful time with ketamine for me. It was like, all of my demons were like, let's party. Mm. And so I didn't have any of the fun, like, you know, hallucinogenic disconnection part. And I remember just sitting there in the bathroom, like, I just need to know if the universe loves me. And they're like, when you love yourself, you will be able to feel the love of the universe. Mm. So I I don't say that to upstage to Leah in any way, you guys, I say that because two different people are telling you that they were, they're, their woe is me party was interrupted by an energy that told us to love ourselves when we were both in this place of like, that's the last thing I want to do. That's like telling me to, you know, eat poop, like, no, thank you. Or it was so like beige and generic. Like you just got it off of a, you know, inspiring calendar. It's like, love yourself. Yeah. Cool. And in my mind, I was like, oh, so maybe if I love myself, I'll lose weight. (laughs) Like that's still where I was at was just like, oh, okay. So that's going to help me to lose weight. I didn't even realize half or quarter of what it really truly meant. And I love what you say about how loving yourself is actually higher in the Ascension path, because all of us, especially if you're, you know, audience, women, empaths, sensitives, caregivers, whatever it's exactly right. We know how to love others. That's not, that is not the problem. Giving, sharing, feeling. Yeah. And I talk a lot to my clients actually in, in the realm of empaths. I do a lot of stuff around empaths because I do believe it's different for us in that way. 
Um, but talking about separation, because so many people, I want to feel, I want to connect. It's like, no, 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 you're connected when you don't try. We yeah. actually need to work on separating ourselves from others, which is self-love. That's sovereignty. Right. That's, I right. love myself enough to not take on this shit or not be weighed down by everyone else's expectations of me. That does take work. That's harder than loving everyone and giving everything, right? Right. And, you know, just because it's fun to riff on these things, when you talk about, I love myself, if we take that word kind of like in between the lions when they'd like pick up a word and walk it over here and be like, no, let's work with this word. So this word self is, um, it's, it's a synonym for universe. It's a synonym for the part of us that is not the human. So mm -hmm. it's the part of us that is not male or female. It is not this or that it is everything. And in that self when we love the self what we're really loving and this is going to make some people you know puke in their mouths we're really loving the god self we're lo yeah. this is where we are acknowledging the importance and the um what's the word i'm looking for the the holiness of divinity right mm. whatever divinity what whatever the the maker of us is so when we deny that we are that and we deny the needs of that and the desires of that, we're basically putting our middle finger up to divinity, to the universe, to the mm -hmm. creator, to God, whatever you want to call it. I, those words are just so yucky and mu muddy. But yeah, like mm -hmm. we're not just denying ourselves. We're denying the divine essence that runs through our veins. So it is absolutely selfish not to love ourselves. Mm. Mm -hmm. Thank you channeled whatever that was. Yes. Yeah. And we're taught that don't be self-centered. Don't be selfish. You know, we're not shown healthy boundaries that it's okay no. to speak up when we're uncomfortable. It's like, depending on, you know, how you were raised and your parents, it's, you know, keep it quiet. Don't speak up. Don't be rude. Don't have boundaries. That's looked at as being reality. selfish. Yeah. Um, but you're, I love how you say that. And that kind of reminds me of IFS, right? Like the self, the capital S self, the true self. I call that the whole authentic self. It's the part of you that bridges the gap between the soul and the human. It's mm -hmm. like, it's not, it's, it's, it's the a little bit more physical part of you from the soul, not the part of you that is, you know, this ethnicity and this age and this human right. bag of skin, you know? Um, but yeah. Well, and the divine and feminine and masculine. That's what the self mm -hmm. is. It's that. It's that, um, what do you call iceberg, right? The top and the bottom. Yeah. 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 I love that. And yeah, we are the way that I see it is we are God spirit source, whatever word you want to say, experiencing ourselves or itself. We are source experiencing itself, tasting the mangoes, seeing the sunset, experiencing lovemaking and pleasure and joy. And yeah. And all of that, we are spirit experiencing itself. So to not love yourself, as you exactly said, is to reject the spirit part of you as well. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, and then how do we manifest from that place? Right. Everyone's going, I have to lose weight. How do I manifest this? Cause I hate myself. It's like, well, we have a lot of work to do, you know, or how do I make more money because I'm right. this age and I should be more making more. Right. It's like 
okay. Right. We can't start in a basis of self-rejection or self-shaming. We can't start there and then create something beautiful. And that's in my eating disorder and all my times of being hard on myself. It's like, we're so hard on ourselves to what create happiness and health and abundance. If I shame and drill sergeant more, I'm going to create vitality and wellness. Like it just, you can't put shit in water and expect it to just be water. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't work. You guys are drinking every time we say shit, you're probably drunk by now. So you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> yes, absolutely. absolutely. You can't hate yourself into a version of yourself that you'll love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you're talking about rejecting this, the spirit um, of us, it reminds me too of this manifestation journey and how we reject and don't want to look at the spiritual growth assignment, the, the soul part of us, the spirit part of us that wants to grow. And that's the thing too, is anyone listening to your podcast, as you know, you are an old soul, whether you actually know it or not. I have some people up to me, they're like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, no, you are. If you're in this conversation, you <laughs> just are. You're here for ascension. You're here for growth. That's why you're drawn to manifestation and transformation and the butterfly and all those good things. You know, you're a Phoenix it's cause you're an old soul. And so when you're wanting to manifest the sneaky part about it is the human goes like, I want to make a hundred thousand dollars this year. And source is going great. Totally. The soul part of you is going, I am ready to become the person that can claim a hundred thousand dollars. I am ready to receive more, to be more, to to be more fully expressed, to allow more in. And that's the assignment behind the things we desire. So a lot of times we're just told to mantra harder or like write these things down 55 times. Okay, cool. There's some truth in all of that. However, if you're not growing through what you go through, which is what I love to say, you have to grow through what you go through. If you're not growing in life, if you're not accepting the assignment behind what you want, you can't just get it. You don't just pull out of your driveway and there's a big sack of cash at the end of it. And you're like, sweet. You know, if I want to be on stages, if you want to write a best-selling book, you have to become that person and take on the growth assignment associated as well. Instead of just ignoring that spirit part, that soul part, the energy part of all of this. Right. And that growth assignment sometimes can be as simple as removing the negative charge that you have around getting what you want, because Absolutely. you are a cosmic manifester of the highest order. And yes, I'm talking to whoever you are. I don't care if you're literally sitting on the toilet listening to this. Yes, I can see you. Um, <laughs> you are the highest order of manifester 100%. And the only reason that you don't have what you want is because there's still part of you that doesn't congruently want it. There's mm -hmm. part of you that says, what if I have that? What does that mean about me? Who will I become? And if you need evidence of that, just look at how many people have pulled cars off of infants that got stuck and all of these miracles. They're not miracles. Those people didn't have the time to go, well, do I really want this? There was no incongruence there. It was like, this is the only thing that matters to me right now. I'm going to make it happen. People who heal from cancer, people who heal from, you know, uh, falling out of airplanes or whatever, like there is no question. And that's why we see this quantum manifestation. And so when you recognize, okay, this isn't happening, I've got to dig into what is it that my soul sees in this 
that doesn't feel congruent, that's causing that push and pull energy. Like what's Mm -hmm. that one cord, you know, that one piece of the sweater that as I'm walking away, it's still being pulled. And, and I think Talia, you were such a good example of a person who can walk somebody through that, who can say, okay, I love that you want to create the hundred thousand dollar business. Awesome. And what do you think if you were to know might be standing in the way of that happening at this moment? And then for them to be able to look and say, well, if I have a hundred thousand dollar business, maybe my mom is going to start asking me for money. Maybe my ex is going to take me back to court and want more child support. Maybe people are going to treat me like all of these little nuances we don't realize are running on a program in the back. And that's where the soul journey comes in. And so I absolutely adore that you said that. And I will punctuate that by saying there's so much of the industry of the, of the personal development industry that's trying so hard to scale, that's trying so hard to systemize that this conversation is just not being had on a, on a broad scale of like, you can buy so-and-so guru's program for 20 grand with all the bells and whistles, and she'll show you how to do the funnels and then this and then that. But what happens when you don't believe it's going to work for you? What happens when you don't believe you're worthy of it working for you? What happens if you secretly don't want it to work? Because then John can take you back to court for more child support. Mm -hmm. And these are the conversations that folks like you and I have to be having in spaces like this. Because Mm -hmm. this is where the resentment comes from. This is where the clients come in and go, I spent $20,000 and it didn't work for me. Mm -hmm. And it won't until they do that belief work, until they really work on that soul journey. Yeah, absolutely. And people then start to think manifestation doesn't work or doesn't work for them or whatever. And it's just like you said, there's like just a couple pieces missing. And I heard the analogy, I don't love guns. I don't know if it's just me, West Coast hippie in Canada, but they said something about like, if somebody goes out and shoots somebody else, you don't blame the gun. It's the person holding the gun. So it's like manifestation isn't broken. The law of attraction is not broken. It's that there is something causing that resistance. I love what you said that because what I like to ask people is what bad thing could happen if I got this and allow your brain to be like, like you said, Oh, child support, Oh, money, you know, and the example I used a few minutes ago of me wanting to be on stage, it was the, and I've been on stage multiple times and I wanted to take my business far. And there was just so much resistance. And I'm like, okay, I have the audience. I have the, what is going on here? Right. And I realized, okay, I had been bullied. I had been abandoned. I'd been shamed for my body. And I realized the deep, deep, deep down connection of getting up on a fucking stage means I'm put on display. Somebody could ridicule me. Somebody could look at me and be like, she's not that, you know, awesome, or she's fat or she's this or whatever. And I could recreate that. So that's a bad thing that could happen. I could get up on stage and everybody could boo me and make fun of me and walk away. So the reality of that happening obviously is very small. It hasn't happened from stage. It hasn't, but that's, one piece of resistance that was going on in my energy that I needed to look at. And so you can ask yourself what bad thing could happen if I got the money and then push past the, what do you mean? Nothing bad would happen and my life would be perfect. No, no, go deeper. If I lost the weight, I realized that as well. When I started losing the protection weight I had built up, I was terrified to get attention from men and I started getting more attention and that scared me. It made me feel vulnerable. It made me feel like, oh my gosh, someone's going to attack me. 
So it's like, I better not lose this weight, you know? So deep down there are, you know, pieces of resistance that we're sometimes not looking at because we just want to try to manifest harder. But if I just mantra, if I, if I meditate every day this week, it's like, no, no, you can't bypass that. Exactly. Right. The other thing I like to think of with manifesting is, you know, you always hear people say, how do you want to feel? And I think that's the part with the quantum that I see as a block that people, so say money is a good example. Everyone wants money. Usually when you go under what you really want, there's something along the lines of freedom. We want a freedom in our life to buy what we want, all the things. So that's the part that we wait until we have money to feel freedom. Right. And I know, you know, this, you, you, wait until you feel freedom right now. Exactly. And that's something too, that is often an energetic thread. That's like, well, I can't feel free now I'm in debt or I can't feel free now or confident because I still need to lose 20 pounds or whatever it is. I don't have a love. So how can I feel love? Cause I don't have a partner. And that is also the spiritual assignment is go within you, find that feeling right. within you, between you and spirit, your highest right. self, however you want to do it. it from a time when you had it before. Exactly. Yeah. Your imagination, look back, remember something, future project, future cast, dream it, script it. Like it does not matter. They all work. If you start conjuring that up first and we always hear like feel the feelings. And I remember forever. I'm like, how do I feel like a millionaire when I'm not a millionaire? But but yeah. it's the feeling of excitement of oh, I'm taken care of and the feeling of freedom that like, oh my goodness, like I can buy the organic veggies I want, or I can, you know, whatever it is, you can create Safety that in inside. Safety, mm-hmm. security. Yes. All of that. And those are two massive pieces of resistance or blocks, as people say, that I think stop us from manifesting and collapsing time is we wait to feel the feeling until we have it. And we yeah. also often are just not growing through recognizing there's a part of me, like you said, that doesn't feel safe to have this thing. Yeah, so what could that right. be? And that's right. normal. We all have that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent. It doesn't matter. New level, new devil. Like you could be going to your six figures, going to your seven figures. Like you're going to have that. Um, so what you said before, and it's one eleven, which I love, um, what you said before about, you know, what could happen if I get this in the NLP world, we have like four questions that we ask, which is what will happen if I get it? What will happen if I don't get it? What won't happen if I get it? And what won't happen if I don't get it? And if you mm-hmm. ask all four of those questions, 99 times out of a hundred, you can find all the limiting beliefs somewhere on the board. And then you can start to do the belief work and say, do, does this belief serve me anymore? Mm -hmm. Um, which, oh my gosh, I am so grateful that you've been here to have this conversation with my audience and to really kind of give them a a sense of like what that deepness is in belief work. You know, it's, I think that when it comes to doing this work, we have almost like two schools of thought, well, two, two ways of doing it. We've got like what I call snorkel work which is like you slap a mask on your face, you dip your head in for a second, the kids can be screaming, but this is scuba work. This is literally like, you gotta put the flippers on, the whole pressurized tank, like get that shit on. Maybe it's still wet from before, whatever. You've gotta lock the door. You've gotta sit down and you've gotta center and connect with source, connect with your guides and really get into that place where you forget the human that you are, you forget the bills are due and you tap into who it is you are on a soul level. When you try to do this from a snorkel place, 
-hmm. you're not, you're just not going to get the results. And having someone like Talia who can get in there with you and be like, we're getting in the damn tank. Stop looking at your watch, put your watch over there. Like we're in this. It's, it's to say it's priceless is an understatement because when you have somebody who can walk you through this process and literally be like, I get it. Shit's going on over there. Stay with me. Mm-hmm. It makes such a difference. And it really, it, it, it quantum leaps your manifestations because you're just getting that concentration and that ability to have somebody who's like, I've got your back. You need to puke. It's fine. I'm holding your hair. And that's just like, it's really invaluable. So I, I mm-hmm. genuinely appreciate you sharing your methodology and your and, and your story, because there are so many people here that need to hear it. Thank you so much, my love. I, I appreciate it. Yes, I. it is to me the thing that makes all the difference with my clients is I just, one of my natural gifts um, beyond the just being a channel and being able to always convey what spirit wants to say, because they have some really good things to say. Um, but I can see the spiritual assignment. I can see to myself, even when I'm being stubborn, I'm like, I don't want to see it, but I can see it. Um, but it's, it's simple yet when it's a blind spot, right? Often what you can't see, you can't see. And that spiritual assignment behind what you want is the thing that really truly unlocks. Because I know your audience, you guys have done work on yourself. You've probably been knee deep seekers, probably like me out of the womb, or at least, you know, been going through an awakening for a while, you know, a lot of tools. And that's sometimes the most frustrating thing is like, I'm doing the thing, or I have the tools. I've taken some courses. What the hell? And it's just a videos. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, it's just a little bit, yeah, it's just a little bit more nuanced. It's like, but in your life, like there, there is an assignment where your soul, it's like between you and spirit, well, you and spirit and your manifestations, little threesome there. Um, but it's your, your journey and, you know, the assignment coming uniquely to you and it will help you to catapult you into the money. Yes. But also into your next level, because we also want health and vitality and we want to feel alive and like life force is running through us and we're inspired and connected to our intuition. And that's the difference between compartmentalizing and trying to just spot manifest. I just want this $10,000 and I just want this. And I just, but if you can grow through what you go through as a soul, then you become motherfucking magnetic. Then you're in that place of magnetism and it becomes much easier to attract the things. And it's also then effortless of like the parking spot or the extra this, or like, I need something, it comes in. That's Mm -hmm. magnetism because you've cleared that way. Um, So yes, the spiritual assignment behind it is, is everything. That's what had me blocked for so long is I was doing all the things, but I wasn't quite ready to face the, the assignment. And like you said, it doesn't even have to be overly complex. It can be quite simple but it's seeing it and then kind of, you know, moving in that direction that makes all the difference. Oh, so freaking juicy. You guys, do you have chills? Cause I have chills. <laughs> um, how do folks get a hold of you? How do they get into your world? Tell us all the things. Yeah. So I have the Awakening Her podcast, which Amy Lee was just on. Um, So we have the Awakening Her podcast. I've been doing that for about three years. I absolutely love it. Come over there. It's all about this manifestation from a juicy depth transformation perspective. Um, It's I love it. It's it's my jam. I also have a subscription podcast called On the Path, and that is more of a step by step manifestation transformation. It's really doing the work. It's staying 
staying on the path, your path to self-healing, to self-manifestation. So it's much more tangible, step-by-step tips, tricks, all the things. Um, and then you can come find me on Instagram at Talia Joy Manifestation. Also have a website, the same Talia Joy Manifestation.com. So just search me up. I'm around <laughs> and I would love to connect. I'd love to hear that you are listening to this and sharing this on Instagram, tagging us. I'd love to hear, but I'm always, I'm always around. So you can hit me up in the DMS. If there's anything here that you have questions about, or just really hit you that you can relate to, I'd love to hear. Absolutely. And if you guys are watching this right now, feel free to reach out and you know, anything that you heard here that you're like, I want to dig in on this. She's really good about that. She'll remember, unlike me and my five children scatterbrain, where I'll be like, wait, remind me when I said that? What day was it? <laughs> Thank you so much, Talia, for being here. This has been oh, such a gift. I mean, your energy is always a gift. And like you and me, like, you know, we, we get along so great. But I love that you can bring that same vibrance and that same energy to my audience. So I really appreciate you. Oh, thank you so much for creating this space and you're welcome. And I hope that this served you guys out there. You know, it did. Thank you. So that'll do it for another episode of the magnetic goddess until next time. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be safe and may you be at peace. Namaste.